0: Y'all haters kill me with that cue for a big girl mess You catch me slaying with my thick thighs and big old breasts I'm so relentless when I'm rocking my fitted dress They yelling jazz if you asking who did it best Mama from Houston, Texas, daddy he wasn't around You mix that handy with that coke and now you're up now If you don't like it, your man like it so he come around Swinkies all in my bag, swag, be you want it, want it. Big girls be on it, on it. Sing with my thick ass surprise, bitch, you know it, know it. Quake on them haters, haters. They getting that paper, paper. Margarita on ice, and no need for no chaser. I go hard, I go hard. Claim what's mine, claim what's mine, I go hard. Claim what's mine, claim what's mine Cause I slay, cause I slay Be girl slay, be girl slay Cause I slay, cause I slay Be girl slay, be girl slay
1: I work with all adults So why does this bathroom look like a bunch of third graders was in here washing their hands? What is going on? Like y'all are too grown for the bathroom to be looking like this Welcome back to the foolishness I am very tired and cold, but the show must go on. Please do me a huge favor and follow the show on Twitter and Instagram. Both are at BigGirlSlay. Rate me five whole stars on iTunes, subscribe on YouTube, and try to locate the show on Facebook and like the page. That would be absolutely fantastic. Well, we need to get started ASAP because this week has been complete and utter trash. Like across the board. Okay, first up, uh, very briefly on Gucci, fuck them, fuck Prada. At this point, I feel like it's a market employee. Let's do something racist, upset, black Twitter, trend all day or maybe all week if we're lucky. Then Future's going to drop a song talking about Gucci flip flops and they're all going to come back and buy the shit anyway. Like, stop supporting the brands. They're doing racist shit. It has to be on purpose at this point. Like, it has to be. There's no other reason for it. Like, that clearly looks like blackface. Like, you want to wear blackface that bad that you make it into a garment? Like, what? It's They're trash. They have to be doing it on purpose. There's no other way. There's no way nobody in all of Gucci was like, hmm, that looks racist as fuck. There's just no way that it went down like that. They're doing it on purpose because they get marketing for it. It's all over Twitter. It's all the pictures everywhere. And everything. They're doing it on purpose, so fuck them. Stop supporting them. Next. Cindy McCain. She is the mother of that insufferable heifer on The View. Earlier this week, she went on the radio and decided to share a story with us. She told us that she was in the airport and she saw a woman with a child. And she the child was a different ethnicity than the woman. And she thought it suspicious. So like a good white woman she went over the police and said hey that child over there is with a woman and they are of a different ethnicity and i feel like something is not right so the police investigate and by golly the child was being trafficked and had it not been for sydney mccain that poor child would have been who knows where doing who knows what Initially, everybody was like, oh, okay, that's great. You saved a child. Wonderful. Until the police was like, excuse me, she is lying her ass off. That child was not being trafficked. We did investigate and absolutely nothing was wrong. Now, Cindy, we have all heard if you see something, say something. And it is great that you saw something and you said something because we would rather for you to say something and be wrong than not say something and be right where you fucked up is where you went on the radio and said that the child was being trafficked when the child was not being trafficked like you did all this to what look like a hero are you dumb why the fuck would you lie about that like it's you seem i don't let's see I guess you were trying to be the hero in the situation. You can't just make up a story so you can be the hero. And it's not like you made it up to your friends and family. You went on the radio and was like, guess what I did? I saved the child from child trafficking. And then the police was like, actually, the child was fine and she is lying. And now you have to apologize from everybody. And you are the furthest thing from a hero, which apparently is what you were trying to do. And And what makes it even worse is she has a child of a different ethnicity her whole reason for questioning the child's safety is because they were different ethnicities like girl what there's babysitters there's mixed children there's adoption which you have done hence your black child girl what is happening here the sole purpose for you Thinking something is wrong is because they're of a different ethnicity. Not, they're interacting strange, the child looks scared, nothing. Oh, well, they're two different ethnicities, so that never fucking happens, so you should look into that. And then when you were wrong, you decided you was going to be right any fucking way. You just going to tell the story how you want to tell it. Like, girl, I see where uh, your irritating ass daughter gets it from. Sydney, girl, you're canceled. Go back to wherever it is you came from and keep doing whatever it is. That you do. Why would you even lie about that? People lie about the dumbest stuff that is so easily refutable. Like, actually, girl, that's not how it went at all. And then you look even dumber. Because, again, why the fuck would you lie about that? Not only did you lie, you don't even have a solid reason for your suspicion. Their ethnicities, girl, that's it. That's what's making you question this. Bye. Go away and take your daughter with you because, Jesus Christ. Moving right along. It's with a heavy heart that I announce this next cancelee. He goes by the name Liam Neeson. You may know him from great movies such as Unknown and Taken. You may also know him from trash movies like Taken 2 and Taken 3. Last week, Liam Neeson was promoting a movie which I originally planned on seeing because... Liam Neeson. Yeah, he's kicking somebody's ass. I'm trying to see it. During the press run or whatever it is for the movie, he decided to let everyone know completely unprompted that about 40 years ago, he went nigger hunting for about a week. According to Liam, he learned that a close friend of his was brutally raped by a black man. So for about a week, he walked around with a baton, hoping that a black bastard would have a go at him so he could kill him. Yeah, you heard that correctly. He walked around for a week looking for any black man, any one of them, to do something so that he could kill them. To be clear, he is not looking for the black man that raped his friend. He's looking for any one of you darkies to kill. Why he was so comfortable to tell a story, who fucking knows? Like he just let that fly out of nowhere. Like, what the fuck? He said it like no one would even bat an eye at it. And he seemed genuinely surprised when people were like, Wow, that's racist as shit. Sir, are you are you hearing the words that you are saying right now? This has to be a colonizer condition, and I think research needs to be done on it because how is killing some random black man who don't know you or your fucking friend going to make you feel better now if you said you were out trolling the streets because your friend knew who raped her and you were looking for that black man I mean it would still be bad but it would I could understand like okay he's looking for that black man to kill because that black man allegedly raped his friend so that would make more sense than hey any black man can get it like that is the extremely racist part you don't care anything about who it is as long as he's black i'm going to kill him and that would make me feel better how it makes no sense and the fact that he was so comfortable in saying it like he just completely unprompted shared this nigga hunting story and it's like um Sir, what the fuck is going on here? It's almost as if he knew there would be no repercussions. So when everybody's like, ooh, that's super racist. He goes on "Um, Good Morning America, I think, and is telling the story. And he's like, I'm not racist. That was 40 years ago. And they were like, well, if he was white, would you have done the same thing? And he was like, of course, lies. And when he was asked about how he got over it he said he talked to some friends i think he said he talked to a rabbi or a priest or something like that and believe it or not power walking for two hours in the morning liam are you suggesting that you power walked for two hours you power walked through your racism is that what i'm hearing is the cure to racism two hour power walks in the morning Liam, is that all we got to do? Because if that's all we got to do, I mean, let's get it popping. We can really make America great again with power walking because it gets rid of racism. Liam, you're canceled. I mean, what were you even like? You could have kept this whole ass story. What was the point of this? I'm not sure if he's racist. I do know the story he told was very racist. And I do know that power walking does not cure racism. So, I mean... One plus one is two. What I am certain of is that Liam Neeson is canceled. Good day, sir. Next stop, Michelle Rodriguez. Now, you just heard the story about Liam Neeson and his nigger hunting. A lot of people came out of the woodwork to cape for Liam, to make excuses for Liam. But Michelle's was by far the dumbest, most ignorant ill-informed bunch of bullshit i have ever heard when she was caping for liam she said the following you can't call him racist ever liam neeson is not racist dude have you watched widows his tongue was so far down viol davis's throat you can't call him racist ever Racists don't make out with the race they hate especially in the way he does his tongue so deep down her throat I don't care how good of an actor you are ma'am are you trying to tell me that Liam Neeson cannot be racist because he was tonguing down Viola Davis in a movie he was paid to be in what an idiot this is not the first time she has said some asinine bullshit like she is always spewing some ignorant foolishness with her chest out like girl what are you talking about do you hear what you're saying so the slave masters that raped the slaves weren't racist girl there are racists in whole ass relationships with the people they're racist against there are racists married to people that they are racist against what the fuck are you talking about like where where do you live i need to understand what is going on in your mind or maybe there's just like open air in your mind because like thinking clearly isn't something that you do so what's help me understand michelle you're canceled we don't want to hear your thoughts ever ever again just memorize your fast and furious 104 lines and leave us the fuck alone because you ma'am are a complete idiot Oh, and you're canceled. Bye-bye now. And finally, another sad moment in Canceled By, just hilarious, is with a heavy heart that we cancel her as well. Now, I went back and forth over this, like, mm, should I cancel her? Should I put her in the cis segment? What should I do? The reason I went back and forth is because I watched her videos. I thought she was funny. I mean, she's always been problematic. Don't get me wrong, but it's always been in like her little sketches. It's been within the spectrum of comedy, if that makes sense. Like she's been problematic, but it was while she was doing, you know, whatever she was doing, her little jokes. And she was starting to win. I was like, oh, look at that. She's putting in the work. She's winning. She's on TV. She's buying luxury cars. I'm happy for her. So let me tell y'all what happened in case you don't know, in case you don't be on the internet, like talking about Just Hilarious, uh, frequents the shade room comments. You go there, she's always commenting something. Apparently this young man was commenting, like right after she comments, he would say something. And she commented something on the shade room and he pops up and says, imagine having to stay in the shade room comments to keep the lights on. And just Hilarious apparently had had enough and said, yeah, imagine it. Insert gay slur that starts with an F. Now, that was bad enough. So I was thinking about like, "Mm, should I cancel her? That was trash. Why would she say that? I started thinking like, I have seen you roast people. I know you have the capability to roast people without using slurs. So why, like, why would you do that? It doesn't make any sense. And then she put out an apology and the apology was shit. It was when, you know how when white people say racist stuff and they be like, oh, I'm not racist. I have black friends. Like she did that except instead of I have black friends, I have gay friends. So it's like, girl, this apology is real bad. And then in her apology video, she was like, I love gay people. They're 70% of my fan base. So, girl, if you know that gay people are 70% of your fan base, why would you use that word knowing that it's going to offend, if not 70%, at least 65% of your gay fan base just to talk to this one person who you could have easily roasted off the internet if you wanted to, like... You could have made a roasting video of him. Your fans would have been on his page. It would have been... Like, there are so many other options to just throw this slur out there for what? That's crazy. It doesn't make sense. Like, oh, I know 70% of my fan base is gay, but I'm just going to throw this very hurtful gay slur out there to this one person. Like, it's only going to offend him. Like, no, girl, it's going to offend your large gay fan base as well so i i don't get it and then she did the whole i'm not i love gay people but here's why i feel like i was justified in saying what i said like if you're going to apologize just apologize we don't need why you feel like you were justified in doing what you did. If you're sorry, then be sorry. We don't want to hear, I'm sorry, but I did this because you acted this way. Like that's not how you apologize. And yes, people who are in the public eye get a lot of shit on the internet for no reason. People say hateful things. Because they want to be in your position and they're mad because you're out here doing it, girl. You're on TV. Like, people are mad. But that is a part of winning. People coming in your comments saying stupid stuff. And then you basically biting. Like, that... What you did is exactly what he wanted you to do. Because what happened, got on Twitter, screenshot of it, went everywhere. Like, that is his goal i assume because wow's like would you just sit there and antagonize somebody they're waiting for you to bite and say something that you probably immediately regret but it's always here because screenshots it sucks but just hilarious is canceled i mean using the slur at all was bad enough your shit apology didn't make it any better. I mean, you were already problematic in your skits. So it's like, ugh. and I just cannot get over the fact that you did not roast him like Corey Holcomb roasted that time you and DC young fly was going back and forth roasted like you are so capable and yet you chose to do that. And it's just like, oh man, that's disappointing. Finally, finished with Cancel By This Week.
0: It's time for Big Girl Problems.
1: (laughs) So there's a thing that happens to fatties that is stupid and annoying and childish. But it happens a lot. And that thing is a man pretending to be interested in you, coming up to you, asking you for your number as a joke. They'll come up and talk to you the whole time a group of friends are in the back, like, snickering. Like, oh, I dare you to go talk to the fat girl. I don't get it. I don't understand why it's funny. I It's... Like, for what? I was under the impression that this was a thing that boys did in high school because they're stupid and childish and immature. I recently learned that full grown-ass men do this to fat women for I don't know shits and giggles but when full-grown men do it they just add on more like instead of just asking for your number for it to be funny like "Oh, oh look he's talking to the fat girl she thinks he's gonna call and he really likes her like they up the ante and Turn it into a date like, oh, I dare you to go on a date with that fat girl. I need y'all to grow the fuck up. I don't understand it. You were that invested in making somebody feel like shit that you would go on a date with them just to be like, oh, look, I went on a date with a fat girl because my friends dared me to. The only possible thing you can get out of it is Knowing that the fat girl is going to feel crushed when you no longer talk to her. She's going to feel crushed when she learns that it was all a joke. Like what kind of sick dumbass does that? Like you put all that energy into making somebody else feel like shit. But if somebody did that to your fat mama, you'd be ready to fight, right? If somebody did that to your fat sister, oh, that's not funny. But yet you can turn around and do this. To a complete stranger who was minding their fucking business. But here you come talking about, oh, let's go on a date. Because my friends dared me to. What kind of stupid ass dare is that? If you don't like somebody, then leave them alone. So somebody who actually does like them can come and take them on a date. And it won't be followed up with, ha, I was just kidding, fat ass. I don't like you. It's, (laughs) men are trash. They also do that Oh, my friend want to talk to you with their friend sitting right there and their friends looking, sitting there like, "Mm, uh, I don't like that girl. It's like, why is that funny? I don't get it. Help me understand. They're garbage. But biggins, please do not feel discouraged by the immature fuckery of men because they have clearly been hurt in the past and are just looking to hurt somebody else. And let's keep it a buck. Most of them probably actually do like fatties, but because their friends make it a joke and because their friends dare them, oh, go with the fat girl, they're too embarrassed to be like, hey guys, I um, I actually like them. So they just go along with the stupid ass jokes. I would like to encourage you to go to Stephanie Yoba's Twitter, that is at nerdabouttown, where she writes about an experience... Just like the one I just described. The story is a hot mess, but fatties, biggins, remember, regardless of how stupid and immature a man is, there is somebody out there that will love you for you the way you are right now, today. Plus size issue comic question concerned? Send it on over to the show at BigGirlSlay, the number five at gmail.com. I will read it on the show and give you my very, very, very best advice. It's going to be great. BigGirlSlay, the number five at gmail.com. Very briefly on this 21 Savage situation, nobody is laughing at the fact that he is being detained, that he is being locked down 23 hours a day like he's a fucking violent criminal, that he's been taken away from his family, that he's certainly losing money. That is not funny. What we are laughing about is the fact that he's from the UK and everybody swarming down he was from Atlanta. That is the funny part. That is what we're making jokes about. And Demi Lovato, you should have just sat there and ate your food. Abducted in plain sight. Please, please tell me y'all have seen this. If you have not, this is going to be chopped full of spoilers. So pause it. Get on your Netflix or whoever's Netflix you use. Pull up Abducted in plain sight. Watch it. And then come back and listen to this my god <laughs> what the actual fuck is happening okay so if you're still here i'm assuming you saw it or you don't plan on watching it and you're just gonna go off of this review here goes so there are two families in this story there's jan's family and there's B's family. The story opens with um, people talking about a little girl named Jan and how great she is. And then it cuts to Jan's mom. Jan's mom is talking about how they live in a great neighborhood and it's the kind of neighborhood where nobody locks their doors and it's just so wonderful. So off top, you know that Jan's mom makes terrible decisions I don't care if I lived in God's guest house right behind the pearly gates I'm locking my door so B's family and Jan's family attend the same church Over time, the families become really good friends, kids are sleeping over, they're having parties, it's a good time. Everybody loves B. He's the fun dad. He's always picking the kids up and taking them somewhere and just, you know, helpful B. He's a great guy, very charismatic, all of that. Great, great, great. It's wonderful. During this time period, B becomes very attached to Jan, like he clearly shows favoritism towards jan so b being the helpful fun dad that he is offers to take jan to ride some horses on thursday night the mom's like i don't know you got school you gotta do piano lessons you know you got stuff to do maybe we should pick another day b being helpful b's like oh i'll just pick her up from piano jan heard horses and she's like i'm with it let's go i want to go i want to go i want to go so the mom's like fine just have her back before her dad gets home b's like no problem we'll be back jan did not come back thursday night jan didn't come back friday night they have no communication with b or jan so B's wife comes over is like oh I'm getting a little worried they're not back like yeah no shit it's been two days and they're not back mind you nobody has called the police yet you haven't seen your daughter since Thursday night and you have not contacted the police yet B's wife is like oh no I'm sure they'll be back I'm sure they'll be back B and Jen did not come back on Saturday they still have not called the police. B and Jen did not come back Sunday night. So then they're like, hmm, maybe we should call somebody. No shit. So they call the number and they're like, oh, Saturday, dummy, we're closed. But if you have a true emergency, call this number. They haven't seen their daughter since Thursday night. It is now Sunday. And they don't think it's enough of an emergency to call that number. So they say, oh, we'll wait until Monday. They waited five whole ass days before they contacted the police. The minute they weren't back Thursday night, when they said they would be back, I'm calling the police. Five days? What is the matter? Bad decision number three. They cut to some other neighbors who were like, yeah, We went out with B and his family. I didn't like his vibe. I deaded that shit. We ain't never go nowhere else with him because I didn't need that energy around me. Like this man peeped like, no, something is not right with the way he is interacting with Jan. Won't be mines. We out. So these days that they did not contact the police, B has driven Jan to Mexico where he married her because you can marry 12 year olds in Mexico side note, what the fuck is going on in Mexico? So B and Jan are married in Mexico. Now they flash back to tell how B worked his way into the family. One day, two years before Jan is kidnapped and taken to Mexico and married, B calls Jan's mom and is like, hey, I'm stuck at the office. Can you bring me something to eat? And Jan's mom is like, sure. Bad decision number 19. So she's taking B some food. Like, la-di-da, here's your food. She takes it to the office. B starts pushing up on the mom. And she's loving every minute of it. Talking about, oh, my husband's not like this and blah, say, blah. So she's in there kissing on B. And she ends up taking him lunch, you know, two or three times a week because, you know, he got to eat and she got to feel special, I guess. So after he pushes up on the mom, he pushes up on the dad. He takes the dad on a drive and is like, oh, I hate my wife. I really am not attracted to her. I need to have sex. I need some relief. Can you relieve me? To Jan's father. Jan's father agrees to relieve B in the car. I'm just staring at the screen in disbelief. Like what is happening? He's pushing up on the mom. She's loving it. He's pushing up on the dad. He's loving it. Mind you, the whole time, He is molesting Jan when she sleeps over. They sleep over on the trampoline. Jan wakes up. Her underwear are at her ankles. And he's like, oh, you were moving a lot in your sleep. So they must have just worked their way down. Whose underwear works their way down because you move a lot in your sleep? Nobody's. So the church finds out that B has been messing with other little girls. And they send him to therapy he goes and gets some alleged therapy from a therapist who had his license revoked who was like just some random so when he gets back from therapy B goes to Jan's dad and tells him that he was raped by his aunt at four years old and for his therapy he needs to spend some time alone with his daughters and Jan's dad is like, sure. Bad decision number 45. I think the fuck not. You mean to tell me for your therapy, you need to be alone with my children? No, absolutely not. So for four nights out of a week, they allowed this grown man to lay in the bed with their sleeping daughter. He did this for six months. Bad decision number 59. How are you letting a grown man lay in your child's bed while she's sleeping for his therapy? That doesn't even make fucking sense. The answer is no. You're not laying in my child's bed. Period. How is this helping you? And where is your wife letting you sleep in a child's bed for four nights out the week? So I jumped ahead a little bit. So he took her to Mexico after the whole I need therapy, I need to lay with her thing. So after he laid with her for six months, he took her to Mexico and married her. So on the way to Mexico, he has her tied down in his RV and he's playing a tape that is supposedly from aliens and the aliens are telling Jan That she has a mission to complete. And her mission is to have a baby before she is 16. And that baby will save the alien planet. Because she is half alien. Her dad is not her biological dad. But her mom is her real mom. She's half alien. So she has to find someone to have a baby with by the time she's 16. And if she cannot complete this mission, then they will take her sister. And she will have to do it. And her dad will be blind or some terrible things will happen to her family if she can't complete the mission. So this is the tape he is playing for her in the RV as he goes to Mexico. So she's listening to the tape. She fully believes her mission. She gets up and she sees B who is bloody and appears to be unconscious. So she's trying to wake him up, wake him up, wake him up. She finally wakes him up. And she knew instantly that, oh, this is B, this is the guy. Trust, this is the guy that I need to have the baby with so we can complete this mission and everybody will be safe. So this is in this little girl's head. She's 12 at this point, and she is under the impression that she has to complete this mission to save her family. And B is the guy that she needs to complete the mission with. So they're in Mexico for a little while, whatever, whatever. His brother comes in and he's like, we need to get them back to the United States. So B's like, I will come back, but you have to tell Jan's mother and father that they need to give me permission to marry their 12 year old daughter in the United States. So the parents were like, yeah, fuck out of here. We ain't doing that. About time, right? So they put a trace on Jan's family's phone and they track the call back to Mexico. The Mexican fellow, ride, fellow ride, whatever they are, the Mexican police kicked the door in and took them both to jail. Why are they both went to jail, I have no idea. But they took them both to jail. In jail, B gives the guard a gold ring. So he can talk to Jan. They bring Jan to B. And B's like, you can't tell anybody about the mission. You can't discuss anything about the aliens. We have to just complete this mission in silence. And Jan was like, okay, we can do it. So they finally get back Jan back to the U.S. So B is about to go to trial. Because you can't just take a 12-year-old and go to Mexico and marry him. Before the trial... B's wife goes to Jan's parents and is like, look, you need to sign this affidavit saying that everything is okay and Jan went with him willingly and there's no problems and you don't want to press no charges. If you don't sign the affidavit, we're going to tell everybody what y'all did sexually with B. So to save themselves the embarrassment, they signed the affidavit. Like, are you kidding me right now? You're more concerned with what people are going to think about whatever you did with B than him getting in trouble for kidnapping and raping your child bad decision number 79 like these people are fucking nuts so b basically gets off with a slap on the wrist they're still trying to keep b away from jan like no stay away from her stay away from her b calls the house one day and gets her stupid ass mama and he's like Ah, I just want to talk to you. And she's like, well, just tell me why you married Jan. And he's like, well, just come over here and I'll explain it all. Her, She carries her stupid ass to his little uh, RV to talk about why he, like, why do you care why he married your daughter? Just know that he married your daughter and you need to stay the fuck away from him. She did not do that. She went up there to talk to him and guess what? Yep. They had sex. She had sex with the man who kidnapped and raped and married her daughter. Not only did she have sex with him, she had an eight-month affair with him. After he married her daughter. After he kidnapped her daughter. After he took her daughter to Mexico and married her. She had an eight-month affair with him. Like, bitch, what is happening? So B tells Jan's dad, yeah, I'm banging your wife. So Jan's dad is like, oh, no, filing for divorce. You're putting my kids in jeopardy, blah, blah, blah. Get out of the house. So she gets the subpoena, and she's like, oh, my gosh, maybe I should stop. Like, bitch, you shouldn't have started. So she cuts off everything would be in order to save her relationship with Jan's dad. Although I don't know why Jan's dad is so upset because, like, you were doing them too, bruh. Meanwhile, Jan is over here worried about this mission. Like, oh, I have to do this mission. I'm trying to save my family. She's concerned with the mission. So the mission involves B. She has to see B. B buys this family fun raggedy piece of shit. And she's like, I want to go work for B in the summer. The dad was like, absolutely the fuck not. You will not be working with B. Stupid ass mama puts her on a plane to work With B. For the summer. And guess what? He takes her a fucking again. Because duh. You dizzy hoe. What did you think was going to happen? Why do you continue to put your daughter around this pedophile? Why? So of course he takes her again. They don't say anything. For two weeks this time. Because they don't want the media to know she's gone yet again, like, are y'all dumb, didn't you learn from the last time you didn't call the police, like, is there misfiring neurons in your brain, what is, go- I'm confused, two weeks, she's been gone, and you don't say nothing, because, oh, I don't want people to know that, you know, she's gone again, like, you need people to know she's gone again, so you can find her again, you dummy, like, these parents are on some other shit, I don't know, What is going on? He takes her this time. He gets a little smarter. He puts her in a Catholic school, an all-private, I mean, all-private, an all-girls Catholic school. And he is living, like, close enough to where he can come see her and rape her whenever he wants, but not close enough to where somebody would link them. Now, he told the private school that he was in the CIA, and if anybody comes here looking for her, those are the bad people that are trying to get me, so don't say anything. Took him a while, they put surveillance on his trailer, they finally tracked her down at this school, explained everything that was going on, and then arrested B. So all this time has passed, and Jan's 16th 16th birthday is coming up, and she's nervous, like, oh my gosh, I haven't done this mission, this alien planet's gonna mess up, my family's gonna die, and... All this stuff that she's like has been implanted into her head. Like I have to get this mission over with. Her birthday comes and she's like, okay, so I'm not anywhere near this mission. So I'm going to get a gun. I'm going to tell my sister about it. If she's not with the mission, then I'm going to shoot her and then I'm going to shoot myself. And then everybody else will be okay because we'll be gone. And, you know, we don't have to worry about a mission. So her 16th birthday comes and goes and she's like, holy shit, everybody's okay. Like nothing happened. So she finally like breaks down and tells the family everything and whew, it is insane. B commits suicide because he's a cowardly piece of garbage. Like worst human being ever. He commits suicide jan has clearly got a shit ton of therapy because she's like the most level-headed like talking through this whole thing like jan makes the most sense like how this is this a thing and the mom the fucking mom writes a book like bitch what is the book called shit not to do when your child is kidnapped like the audacity of the mom and jan's like yeah well Um, I got better by helping my parents forgive themselves. Like, no, they don't need to forgive shit. This is their fault. Like they, girl, you waited five days to call the police when somebody took your child. And then the FBI had to beat it into her head that he kidnapped him. Like, girl, she's gone. You said bring her back. She is not back. She was kidnapped. Like, insane. If you haven't seen it. Steal somebody's Netflix and watch it. You will you will say WTF at least 116 times, if not more. It is madness.
0: Shout out. A message
1: of congratulation, support, or appreciation. Shout out to Cardi B and her bizarre cover. When I say Cardi B has been winning for a long time, winning. Shout out to whoever made this sign on the door that says, Dear Students, They Didn't Steal Slaves. They stole scientists, doctors, architects, teachers, entrepreneurs, astronomers, fathers, mothers, sons, daughters, etc. And made them slaves. They need to keep that up year round. Shout out to y'all for hanging in there. This is a particularly long episode. So let's go ahead and like wrap it up. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram. Both are at Big Girl Slay. Like the Facebook page. Rate me five whole stars on iTunes. Subscribe on YouTube. And I think that is it. Don't forget. Send your plus size issues, questions, problems, concerns to BigGirlSlay, the number five at gmail.com. Thanks again for coming. I will see you all next Sunday. It will not be this long because, well, unless I find another insane documentary, but I doubt that. Um, I think that's it. See you next Sunday and do remember to stay fabulous. Bye. Watch out for the big girl 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 Watch out for the big girl.